Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 73 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Kolhoven, joined by, not as always, some different folks today. We've got Daryl Fuimano out on vacation, which is much deserved, and he is just getting back into town today, so he's not joining us. And then Eli Narshredder ran into some issues coordinating some schedule stuff on his side of things, so he's not here. He might jump in a little later. But who we do have for you today is a very special guest, the mod of our community, one of our oldest friends and listeners, Slugger. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well, sir. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, long overdue. We've talked about trying to do a show together for quite some time. We did do that Alien show together on my personal YouTube channel a while back, but... But yeah, happy to have you here, sir. You're kind of stepping in and saving the day, going from <laughs> what was potentially going to be a four-man show down to, it's just going to be you and I talking today. A little promotion for the week. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We're, we're bumping you up to get the talker role and status. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate you joining me today. I know we're on different times or time zones, so to speak, so it's a little bit later in the day for you. But you having a good weekend so far? How are things on the home front? Yeah, it's great. Um, my daughter had a dance recital this morning, so I got to go watch a bunch of uh, everywhere from like one-year-old to 15-year-old um, kids oh, attempt man. to dance and uh, pretend like they knew what they were doing, but they had fun. So, <laughs> what, That's a pretty big age swing between one and 15. It's, I mean, their studio has like a whole, it's pretty much all of, you know, K through 12. Right. Um, so they split into age groups. Uh, my daughter got to dance the two songs, and she loves that stuff. She's going to be a little rock star when she's older, I'm sure. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, good. You got to be with some family then and relax. So far, so good for the weekend. Yeah, pretty chill over here on my end as well. Steph and I, we've been hosting the last few weeks in a row. My mother-in-law was with us for about a week, and then my parents came into town for Thanksgiving. They left a few days ago. So we're just kind of on our own right now, but we've got dinner plans tonight. Uh, and then other than that, just kind of relaxing. I'm going to be playing some games. So it should be a good weekend. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and get into it. I know since I know you very well, and we've talked quite a few times in party chat or through Discord before, you know, I know how you got into trophy hunting. But for those of us who don't, <laughs> for those of the listeners who don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you really got into the trophy hunting scene and... Uh, what you're what you're kind of doing with it now where you're at oh man so (laughs) i think pretty similar to you i was in high school i mainly played xbox and xbox 360 all my friends were on the halo grind we all got into halo 2 and halo 3 together um and then the 360 introduced achievements um i cared about them like if i got a thousand gamer score cool if not no biggie i wasn't like as diehard on in the Xbox ecosystem as I am with Sony. Right. Um, I didn't think I would ever give up like Xbox and leave. Cause at that time, like PS3 was kind of like lacking. Uh, they were struggling early on in that <laughs> system, like life. Absolutely. They were. Yeah. And then um, I, so I proposed to my wife pretty young. Uh, I proposed to her when I was 21, she was 20. Mm. And since we, kind of made that uh i guess that commitment to each other her dad started to trust me more and more 
he had a PS3 which he used as a Blu Blu-ray player, and he was like, "Hey, uh, do you want this?" Like, I don't use it anymore. Like, you play video games. Do you want this? I'm like, "Yes, I'll definitely take that off your hands." <laughs> and I knew like very little about PlayStation, so I took it home and actually sat in a box for a couple months. And then Sony started their PlayStation Plus program, which was almost like the way I viewed it was like the first iteration of Game Pass. Like it was the first thing where it's like, hey, pay this subscription, you get free games. And I'm like, this is cool. So Mm -hmm. hook the PS3 up, subscribe to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And then just kind of I would claim all those free games. I never really bought anything on the PlayStation, but I slowly played that eco like played in the PlayStation ecosystem more and more. Mm-hmm. uh because of playstation plus and then um uh, just got completely addicted to it like earning the platinum it's <laughs> totally it, it's way more it seems way more rewarding than just hitting like the last achievement on xbox and yeah. just like oh cool got a thousand gamer score like i don't know there's that difference there we kind of talk about that a yeah, lot definitely definitely do and i think we'll Based on the topics we're covering today a little bit in the, at the top of the show, I, I think I'll bring it up again a little later. But it is interesting how that works because I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and then I just kind of got hooked. I started playing a whole bunch of like PlayStation games I missed. My very first Platinum was Jack and Daxter on the PS3. Oof. Um, <laughs> Solid. Is that the Precursor you... Legacy one or is, it, is that not the first game? I actually never remember. Yep, Precursor Legacy. It okay. was kind of before that series went a little crazy. Right. Um, yeah, Jack 2 and 3 you get like cars involved. There's sort of yeah. like an open world kind of feel. Yeah, I really liked Precursor Legacy when I trophy hunted it uh, last year. And then from there it's been uh yes, yeah, kind of been all downhill or uphill to go either way. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you look at my early games it was like playing catch up on all the PlayStation series. So Jack and Dexter, Uncharted, Ratchet and Clank, um infamous pretty much everything that was exclusive to playstation um and then just got completely hooked and now i'm sitting at 298 platinums my goals (laughs) no big fucking deal (laughs) yeah so i've been let's see first platinum september 8th 2012 so i've been doing this 11 years now pretty consistently yeah that's wild it, it was casual for a bit and then really within the last four or five years since I found this community and um, other similar communities, I've really like kind of dove head first into where I try and platinum everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I feel like it helps me get the most bang for my buck and kind of explore everything I can in a game before I move on from it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's funny you're at the 298 number there. That's more than myself eli daryl combined probably twice over at this point because yeah i mean i guess the years are a part of it right you said 11 years of trophy hunting and i think we've started all three of us started in like 2019 give or take but i could see how that would would happen because you know like you were saying on the xbox side i had a, a pretty nice collection going before i transitioned over and got the ps4 so it's it's sometimes i think about that like what what would it look like if i just stayed on one ecosystem the whole time uh, and I am a little bit upset that I didn't just start on PlayStation 3 because there's a lot of those games that I've sort of missed out on or now the only time I can play them is through like a streaming option. And yeah, right. So I'm just just kind of playing catch ups still even to this day. You know, I just played this year the original God of War <laughs> one and two, uh, some of the PSP titles. So, yeah, very cool, though. Very cool. So 
you're pretty entrenched. You're at that level where you're you're going to be competitive, really, when you start looking at PSN profiles and and sort of that uh, that upper if echelon. Curious, I could throw in all my stats in there because yeah, what's we your, all give love me our your stats. yeah? Give it, give the audience your rank. Maybe that'll put some things into perspective because I think I'm like twenty five thousand or twenty six thousand in the country rank, and I think yours is much more impressive. <laughs> like an actual impressive statistic. So, so world rank. This is on PSN profiles, 6,433, right. and then country rank is 1,334. Yeah, yeah, that's much, um, much better. I don't want to go off on a, I won't go off on a tangent on the, um, like, shovelware easy platinum games, but I think I've been pretty stuck around this rank, like 1,200, 300. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go much lower because I refuse to, like, dive into those quick platinums to, like, jump up into the leaderboards mm-hmm. um, my focus these days is trying to boost the my completion percentage which is sitting at 55.06 okay yep now I'm that's a, that's a number i can get more behind that's closer to mine yeah. <laughs> to, to my number <laughs> i'm starting to care a lot more about that than i do about like the number of plats i have and everything else i think it's kind of cool uh a cool stat and it shows the dedication of like sticking to one game, whether you love the game or even hate it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I just got to 56 point something in my percentage. I'm getting closer to 57% completion percentage, which is pretty cool. I don't, I thought I was going to try to hit 60 or 65 even this year. I don't think that's going to be possible because we've got three weeks left, but yeah, I also would care about that more than the ranking or anything like that necessarily. So very cool. I mean, I'm I'm curious to kind of continue on this tangent though a little bit because actually the first thing I wanted to talk to you about today has some interesting stats that I pulled for PS5 and PS4 games uh, from Sony's first party. So we're already on the whole topic of PSM profiles and these percentages. And as most people know, if you're listening to this show, right, like the percentage is much different on something like PSM profiles for a platinum versus when you're looking at the app or what we've come to call PlayStation native. So these stats that I'm going to just kind of list out for some really big first-party games the last couple of years are all from PSM profiles. And I think that's important to point out because there's an element of this is already the hardcore community or a more hardcore community than just the people who casually play games. But if you really want to like center yourself in terms of you know what the percentage should be for a Platinum and how difficult it really is, uh, you, you really have to go on something like that, right? So I'm going to list some, some games, give the percentages... And then at the end, I figured we can just kind of talk about what the implications are. And I'm going to do my best to really not put a negative spin on this and try to be more open because I think we've waxed poetic on this show quite a few times about how we don't like easier Platinums. And that's just not very constructive. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, first game is Astro's Playroom. Comes in at a 52.32% on PSN profiles. Now that's a tie-in game, so that's partially expected. Uh, Demon Souls is a 26.41%. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is a 43.48%. Miles Morales, 42.37%. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, 65.35%. Really, really high for that game. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, 10.55%. Horizon Forbidden West is 44.58%. God of War Ragnarok, released not even a month ago, is already at 32.17%. Last of Us Part 1 is at 50.02%. Last of Us Part 2 is at 28%, 28.11%. Uh, Returnal at 1609 
Days Gone at 28.59, and I always, almost always forget about these guys, so I wanted to be sure to include the most recent MLB The Show, which is at 16.54%. So what that all means, and again, this is not every game, but it's a, it's a sampling of first party, the average for those is 35.09%. So I'm just kind of curious, I guess, gut check right away, what do you think about those percentages and the fact that they're so high? You know, what, what, what kind of, what does that really tell you? Or what does that say to you when you hear that? I mean, I'll go, I want to go kind of deep into this discussion, but yeah, initial, initial gut check is 30 first party games. You know, they're, they're easy platinums. You can, you can take almost the most casual gamer. I could probably get like my eight or nine year old nephew to sit down <laughs> and play Spider-Man and probably earn the platinum or I could get my dad super invested in one of these and just by nature of the game a lot of these don't have like difficulty settings uh, right. or difficulty trophies tied to difficulty systems tied to the trophies yep um I don't, they're they're very approachable lists mm-hmm. they're almost geared for like the casual gamer is the way I view them yeah I think I think you're onto something there. Like there there's certainly an element of the list being designed to entice going for that platinum, right? And I I think in the past like I said I've been kind of negative about how easy they are to obtain because I think there's an element of when it's so easy. You look at something like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, right? That's a 65.35%. If we were going off of our race points, right? Which I also forgot to mention at the top, Slugger is the race master as well as the mod. So, you know, he's this is going to hit home for him, right? But if you're in the race for this, and you're, Ratchet and Clank is like no points, right? You might as well not even platinum it. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> or, that or, would get... Yeah. <laughs> that would get you two points on our scale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And so none of these, I think the exceptions being that stand out to me, like Returnal and Gran Turismo 7, MLB The Show as well, like those are kind of more in that level of like it's not a super rare platinum but like they're still it's not crazy difficult i wouldn't imagine to get um but yeah ratchet and clank at 65 percent. i mean last of us part one at 50 percent. that's mind-boggling to me that one that one's pretty high yeah i think it's it's before they ever before they kind of changed up this trophy system Oh, I yeah. think the the original Last of Us is probably way more rare. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the remastered one, which I really should have done uh, when I was putting this together. So the PS3 version, 4.05%. Yeah. And <laughs> the re- the remastered version is 5.21%. Um, yeah. Incredible. And then the, re- the newest version is 50.02%. Now, it got rid of multiplayer, which is a big grind for that game, but it also got rid of difficulty, which you pointed out before. Like, none of these games have difficulty-related trophies in them. And I think the closest argument you can make is for something like Returnal or Demon Souls, where the games are pretty difficult anyway, and there is no difficulty setting. But... Yeah, I I just think it's it's really wild. I I don't know if there's an element of it. It shows just how committed people are when they buy these games. Like most of these games are going to be seventy dollars, you know, with the exception of a couple of them. Um, I think Astro is the tie-in, of course, but you know, I think Miles was sixty on PS5, if I remember correctly. Uh, Horizon mm-hmm. Forbidden West, you could get the you know some of these you can get the PS4 version, and it's a little bit cheaper. But when you're paying that amount of money 
and the list isn't really like difficult, you're going to be kind of incentivized to see everything in the game. So do you think that's part of why maybe these numbers are so high, or, or you think it's something else? I think that could tie into it. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot that ties into it. I will say, um, I noticed Uncharted's not on this list. Yes, I did not uh, do Uncharted, because I tried to keep it to the last like two years of okay. releases. So that I was trying to look at more of like the recent trend in these games, but then I also was like, oh, I'm not representing Sony Bend, so I threw Days Gone on there, even though that's a little older than two years. So, you know. Yeah. And I was going to like pump the brakes on like, oh, Sony games don't have difficulty settings tied to trophies. Because I, I forgot Uncharted when I made that statement. There are games that have difficulty settings. Um, I So I guess to answer your question, though, I don't know if it's necessarily like, hey, people are playing these. 100% because they spent 70 bucks on it because you could probably pull up a lot of other games that are, you know, 70 bucks mm-hmm. and um, don't have nearly this high of completion percentage. Yeah. I think, and this is just me personally speaking, mm-hmm. um, like PlayStation games just like ooze quality. Like if you pull up the Open Critic or Metacritic for a lot of these, like these are going to be probably almost all of them hanging out in the 80s or 90s, like very high scoring games. Um, And I know for me personally, like when I get a Sony game, it's like, cool, I want to experience everything this game has to offer. It's probably the best thing I'm going to play this quarter, maybe even this year. Um, And most of the time they are. Mm -hmm. And just kind of like get as much out of that game as possible. All right at least until I get to the Platinum. Some of these do have more gameplay elements even after the Platinum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's probably a combo of everything. If I had to guess, I think it's the quality, maybe the higher premium price point, the easier trophy lists that don't really require grinds, or not a grind, um, a guide. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of these lists you can just, or a lot of these games you can just play. You don't even have to think about trophies. Maybe you'll pull up a YouTube video or a guide at the end after you beat the game to like clean up one or two trophies and then you're done. Like it's just very yeah. easy and approachable from the trophy hunting perspective. Yeah, that is a really good point that a lot of these you wouldn't need to have a guide up or at least almost all of these, you know, when you're looking at them on PSN profiles or power picks the first like part of the guide is like play through the game enjoy the story you know like uh nothing is missable there's chapter select blah 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 i think maybe the one that doesn't quite fit that is demon souls but the argument could be made there that there's a there's a lineage with souls games and trophy lists and i think blue point kind of had to keep a lot of that spirit alive when they when they made the game and also when they made that game they were not a sony first party team just yet so there there's right. a, there's a piece of that as well um yeah, it's it is it's interesting. I mean, it's just such a big gap when you look at something like this versus my mind jumps right away to Master Chief Collection, which I know is an older game, but like that's a first party Microsoft game and those achievements are fucking tough. <laughs> like some of those are I mean, they put lasso achievements. They put legendary all skulls on achievements for every single game and also for the collection as a whole. So, you know, you talk about I mean, sort of that difference. I mean, that's huge to me. Yeah, and the Halo Master Chief Collection, you and me have been experiencing that firsthand. Even some of the more common trophies in that, like just clearing a game on Legendary Mode, are, mm-hmm. they're friggin' hard as hell. Yeah, <laughs> Halo tough. 2. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, my, and again, I'm not as well versed because I'm newer to that ecosystem or being reintroduced to it. But, I, you know, the Gears achievement lists are infamous for having such grindy, difficult multiplayer components to them. And, you know, I don't imagine that the achievement list for something like Starfield is going to be a cakewalk either. And, yeah, I did. It's really, I think, a difference in like design philosophy for a lot of the games. You know, these are the other ones we were talking about with Sony. They're first party. They're just, they're kind of story based, thirty hour on average, like single player experiences. Where if if Microsoft and Xbox are making a lot of multiplayer stuff, I guess that would also inevitably make them have that element in the achievements and make it more difficult. But it it is just weird. It's something that we we have talked about Eli and I and Daryl many times in the past, like keeping an eye on this trend. Because when we started the show, this wasn't really quite so obvious. I think with Sony, but as the show has gone on, almost into year three, and you look at the games that have come out since then, it's like so clear uh, the change in the trophy philosophy. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Do you see any? I think that you don't want to stray into the negative. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Have you like encountered anyone or like heard any rumblings of people like wishing Sony pushed out harder trophy lists? Like, do you think the games or the trophy hunting community would prefer like a more challenging list? It's that's a really good question. I don't think on on like a mass level, like if you polled everybody, I don't think people would want them. Right? I think most people would probably prefer that they're just enjoyable and easy to go for. But I, there's probably a mi- like a minority, maybe let, let's call it 25-30%, just like anecdotally, that I think do want the difficulty-related trophies. And I know specifically recently I was looking at the Callisto Protocol Power Picks Guide when it came out. And a lot of the people in the comments for that were like, oh, cool, there's a difficulty-related trophy? Now I'm definitely getting it. Right? It was sort yeah, of the opposite. I saw that too. Yeah, where people were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to support it because this is here. And personally, I want them. And what, I, I don't want them to be necessarily, like, do everything on the hardest difficulty. It's just that really slight wording thing I think I talked about, like, five or six episodes ago. It's like, beat the game on normal. That's what I'm asking for. Just, like, don't let me play it on easy. You know, give me the accessibility options for people who need that or for, you know, people who, who have to deal with those things. But for, like, most of us, you know, just let us play on or make us play on normal. And I think that would kind of solve my major qualm with it because it just doesn't feel like if Joe Blow casual can get the plat in like God of War Ragnarok and then you get the plat it just does I mean it's not really a good it doesn't make me feel very good for the, my investment and the time I put in so it doesn't reward skill I guess is what I'm saying uh, other than maybe like you got it faster than this person because you're better at the game you know um, that's a good point it does kind of take away that uh I don't know that that feeling of like, oh man, I I worked hard at this and I achieved something great because you know like everyone and their mother is gonna have these platinums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's and, and it sucks because the stories are great, like you said, they're awesome games. So it's like I'm gonna play them, I'm gonna platinum them, but they just they don't mean as much anymore when I get the plat in a first party game. It's almost like if I don't get it, then I'm screwing my profile percentage over. But I'm expected right. to get it if I played it. So, like, my Ghost of Tsushima can, sitting at 3%. <laughs> I can kind of see, like, both ends of the spectrum. I could see how people would maybe be upset or wanting harder trophy lists. But I, I do think it helps make 
the games more. Um, I think these games and these trophy lists help kind of bolster the trophy hunting community, like bringing in new trophy hunters. And this is all anecdotal, just stuff I've seen. But if you go and like the subreddit for trophies uh, on Reddit, mm-hmm. like a large majority of the time, you'll see like new PS. Well, back when the PS, it was just the PS4 and the PS5 wasn't out yet. Uh, you would see like new PS4 owner, like here's my first platinum, and it's like Spider Man, Spider Man, Horizon, God of War, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of people's platinums, like first platinums, especially if they join the PlayStation community, like in the PS4 era, were like one of the first party games. It's always mm-hmm. a first party game. Yeah. So, and then from there, all it takes is one trophy pop. At least that's all it took for me to get people <laughs> addicted. Yeah. So I think it's kind of good for the trophy hunting community. Like, hey, rope people into our ecosystem hmm. and try that's and a, keep really them there point. with these easy platinums. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I like that, uh, which is it makes total sense, right? And just again, speaking about my own experience, one of the first games I got close with was 2018's God of War, and then subsequently, very shortly after that, I got the Spider-Man plat and also the. It was a third-party game for me, but it was Assassin's Creed Origins. And it was sort of like those two together, Spider-Man and Origins, where I was like, okay, I'm going to start like trying to go for these in more games. Uh, and those Ubisoft lists, lists are pretty straightforward and not difficult necessarily either. So, yeah, I, there, there's definitely something to it. I think it's going to be curious to, or it'll be curious to keep an eye on as we like move forward into 2023 in the games that are coming out that are uh, first party releases. We don't know a ton about what's coming out necessarily, but Spider-Man two, I would imagine going to have a pretty easy list. Yeah. Factions is maybe a a weird one. How's that going to work? If it is truly a a games as a service style game, that, that That one might go against the norm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and only in the sense that it'll be pretty grindy, I would imagine, but probably not difficult per se, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But let us know in the comments, if you're listening or in the Discord, what you think about these percentages. What do you think about recent trends? Be kind of curious to talk about it more with some people. And uh, speaking of the Discord, if you're not a member of the Discord, you should definitely check that out. It is linked in our, on our SoundCloud page, linked on our Patreon page. Come on over, hang out with us. We got about 75 people in the Discord, not that many active. So I only say that to say it's easy to keep up with everything. It's kind of a smaller community there. So go and check that out. And I wanted to also take this opportunity to shout out a few people in the Discord for their Platinums and their Trophy uh, achievements, the funny sentence, in the last month or a couple weeks here. So I had it as number five, but I'll go ahead and start with you, Slugger, because you're here. <laughs> wanted to shout out Platinum number 297, Perils of Baking. And just real quick, what did you think, you know, high-level thoughts after playing Perils of Baking post-playing this, the Super Perils of Baking version? uh yeah i mean i did it in reverse order um, that's what i mean is, is was that weird or uh, it was weird but it was kind of cool um i don't know if you've ever seen people throw together like those fan trailers of like d make where it'll be like oh here's bloodborne on a ps1 d make uh trailer yeah. uh, it kind of felt like that it's like so i did super perils of baking earlier this year loved it thought it was a great game and then going to this i was actually surprised I guess how close it played to Super Perils of Baking. Like the graphics were obviously like scaled down. Like Perils of Baking felt like a NES game 
Super Perils of Baking felt like a Super NES game. Um, right. But they they both played pretty similarly, and um, I thought, see, Perils of Baking was it was a much easier trophy list, but I think just as fun as the first or as the uh, as the remake. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Maybe tripped up between the two. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, you did the whole funky backwards order sort of thing, which is which is great. You should play Hibroxia two and then go into Hibroxia one. That should be the the sequencing there. <laughs> so I actually did that one in order. Um, I'm trying to get an easy plat knocked out uh, for two ninety nine so I can make God of War three hundred. Yep. So I actually started Hibroxia two like two nights ago. So it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> oh, that's great. I I really love those games. Uh, Hibroxia, I think, was the first one that was was produced and released since uh, Colin Moriarty became a co-owner of Lilymo. But yeah, I, I'm kind of a sucker for those games. They fall in that category for me of easy plat, but not free plat, right? It's not quite yeah. so like you know jumping taco level, but it, they're relatively straightforward. So I'm looking forward to uh, what they come up with next. I think that they're going to have something in the next year or so, and then after that, it's that role-playing game. Should be cool. Yeah, they're good little like weekend games. Like, mm-hmm. play a four or five hour session over a weekend, and you're you're done with it. Good. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it messing up your completion percentage for very long. You know, your no. fir- your first session you'll be at like forty or fifty percent, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, so other shout outs I wanted to give. I forgot to do this one last episode, and we got a comment about it in the Discord. But I want to shout out Maximum Carnage for his Babylon's Fall Platinum. This is on the way of through his 1 through 10 difficulty-related trophy challenge, but it's also just a really weird pick and obscure game because it is being shuttered so quickly after it was released. I think the whole game will have been supported for about a year's time, maybe slightly less when all is said and done. So that's pretty wild. It will become a very rare plat over time, I believe. That's a good one. Good job to you, Maximum Carnage. Uh, I also wanted to shout out EDJ3DG. Say that five times fast. He got the Platinum in Shatter, which is a, a Brick Breaker. You just don't see those a lot. I mean, speaking of Lilymo, we were t- you know we were talking about Herboxia. Twin Breaker is another really great game by them. But uh, Shatter, yeah, it's a cool one. Hadn't really seen much of it before. It looks like it's a r- rare one on the native app, at least. So, yeah, good job to him. And then Pat the Trophy Hunter for his Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Platinums, plural, because he did the PS4 and the PS5 version with no autopop. Man, that game. Uh, you got the platinum in that as well. So did I. That is, uh, it was not very fun. <laughs> it, the first hour is like kind of fun, and then uh, it goes away really fast. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the f- first couple hours, it's two, three hours. It's like, okay, I could, I could do this for today. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to keep playing it beyond that. But yeah, he's he's working on Skyrim still, I believe, in some capacity. So this is just some quick stuff to knock out for him off stream. Uh, so congrats on finishing that up. And then lastly, I wanted to congratulate Quinn1229 on Just Cause 3, which is a pretty sweet platinum to have gotten. I, I believe Skrillis has this one as well, or does he have Just Cause 4? I can't remember. I don't know about Skrillis, but I have the Just Cause 3 plat. Oh, you um, do? Okay, nice. It's actually a really interesting one if, you, if you're talking stats. Okay. Um, so I thought the list was... I felt like it was a very, it's not very easy. It was a pretty, I would rank it maybe like a five or six out of 10 on difficulty. It was kind of just like do everything the game has to offer, complete a bunch of challenges. Um, the, 
there's like these wingsuit challenges, which I think are arguably the hardest part of the game. But outside of that, it's just kind of like do everything there is to do on this wide open map. Um, okay. And the rarity is 3.12%. It's wow. my fifth rarest platinum, which I think is like really surprising because I thought it was a pretty, a very doable platinum. Yeah. Um, but it's super rare. And I kind of think it's just, it's a really grindy game. Like you'll beat the game. I don't remember. You beat the game kind of quick. And then you're spending like the next like 50 to 75% of your playtime in that game just doing cleanup. So that's hmm. probably why it's so rare. But yeah. good job, Quinn, because I remember that one being a, a <laughs> hell of a grind. Yeah, and, and her write-up about it made it sound pretty pretty tough at certain points as well. But yeah, another grindy grindy game for Quinn. Those are the type of games she goes for. I, I give her mad props for that because those, those like deter me so quickly. You know, uh, Adventure Capitalist, Fallout Shelter, that um split gate you know like all of these really really like you got to be playing it a lot so yeah congratulations congratulations all right so if you like what we do and you've liked the conversation so far i'm just gonna plug real quickly that you should go and check out the patreon patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast we've got quite a few different tiers of support over there including a, a hidden trophy tier everything's themed around trophies but a hidden trophy tier is just a buck Right, and uh, that's the lowest level, and we go all the way up to platinum level support. So, this, if you're curious about it, go and check that out. Again, there's going to be links on there to the Discord, to SoundCloud, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I wanted to shout out all of our Patreon supporters here. So, this is a big thank you to Slugger. Hello, welcome, <laughs> uh, <laughs> King sixty nine sixty nine, Be Down, Smackerly, Pat the Trophy Hunter, Diego Juan, Chaz Bilby, Skrillis, the Slide G Cooper. Maximum Carnage, and JB Trophy Hunter. Thank you guys very much for your continued support of the show. It really means a lot to me, Eli, Daryl, and to Slugger. <laughs> so, so thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> okay, so we just two questions for today to, to go over before we talk about what we've been playing. And we've got a decent amount of overlap in what we've been playing, so it should be a, a good conversation. But let's start off with a question that comes to us from King6969. This is a little bit of a just a family and life question here. How was your Thanksgiving, Slugger? How did it go? It was, it was good. <laughs> we had that was a big father. pause. I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. My father-in-law was in town visiting, um, so him and his wife got to wrangle the kids and keep them busy while me and my wife cooked. Okay, um, that's helpful. Yeah, we. Let's see. Kind of thing. We had the typical style Thanksgiving. It was just turkey, um, stuffing, mashed potatoes. Yep. Really, all your typical Thanksgiving affair. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, my football team, were playing. They almost ruined Thanksgiving for me. That game was a <laughs> nail biter, and for about two and a half hours, I was extremely stressed out. And the whole time, all I was thinking was like, "This team's about to ruin my holiday. Like, if they lose this game." <laughs> I'm going to be miserable the rest of the day, and no one's going to be able to snap me out of it. Yeah, it's their fucking fault. It's the Bills' fault. Yeah. Uh, but they squeaked out a win. Um, but I was I was still like kind of angry at them that they even made the game as close as it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good day. It's always nice. So me and my wife um, live down south. All of our family lives up in the northeast. Um, so we really only see family, I don't know, two, three times a year if we're lucky. And that's kind of a mix of us going up there and family coming down to us. So it was nice to have family in town and 
have the grandparents hang with the grandkids and oh yeah and, uh, and i didn't have to work and that's always a big plus also I'm a always plus. happy when i'm not working yep did you get that four-day weekend there basically the so the thursday friday saturday sunday yep yep we had four days off and yeah it was just it was a good time Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that you had the traditional style food because we, we did as well, but, but I had a conversation this year with my parents and with Stephanie where I was like, I think moving forward, I want to just try some different stuff. And I have to be honest, it was spurred by the conversation on Sacred Symbols where they were talking about their Thanksgiving dinners and the meals there, or the dishes there, excuse me. And Chris, because he's Puerto Rican, mentioned like red beans and rice and like Colin mentioned like baked ziti or mac and cheese and broccoli bake. And those are, we don't do any of those things, right? We, we do kind of all the stuff that you listed, you know, green bean casserole as well, stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I think I want to, I want to do something different because after Thanksgiving, my parent, we cooked so much. And then my parents left town and it's like, we had all these leftovers for just Stephanie and I, and the food is like so heavy and like not really stuff that I want to necessarily eat like day after day. And I'm like, I just, I got to be, I got to switch it up. I got to get more excited about Thanksgiving food moving forward uh, and, and switch up the tradition a bit. It doesn't have to be so rigid, you know, and the same thing every year. Did you have tofurkey? I think I asked you that, but. Yeah, it was called a harvest loaf, <laughs> but it, but it essentially was, yeah, like a beyond meat sort of like substitute. And uh, we did mushroom gravy, um, you know. Sweet potatoes, cranberries, and I don't like sweets either very much, especially when I, I don't like to mix sweet and savory on my Thanksgiving plate. So I didn't eat any sweet potatoes. I had no cranberries. I had no pie. So yeah, it was a very weird Thanksgiving for me. It was great to, to be with family and cook all day and you know play board games and drink wine, all those kinds of things. But I think, I think I'm going to do it different next year. Got a feeling. I'd be curious to try one of those tofurkeys again. So with like impossible meat. And all that stuff being so accessible now, because um, man, it was probably like five Thanksgivings ago. Mm -hmm. We had vegan friends uh, staying with us; they were in town visiting, so we had them over for Thanksgiving. And um, that it was actually a cool Thanksgiving because you're talking about doing different stuff. Yeah, and we had to like completely change our menu and cook all these things completely different. Like all of our sides were vegan friendly. We made a turkey for like a very small turkey for me and my wife. And then it was just a tofurkey for them. I didn't, is that what they still call it? Is it still yeah. called a tofurkey? Yeah, tofurkey. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I asked him like, hey, what do you want to eat? And he's like, oh, tofurkey. And I thought he was messing with me. Like, yeah. He was like, no, that's really what it is. So <laughs> went out to the store and of course I find one. And um, man, that thing was so strange coming out. When you oh, pulled yeah. out the little box it was in, because it's just a big roll of meat. And it's like shrink wrapped or whatever. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fucking you just, weird. You just toss it in the oven. I tried it. I'm like, yeah, this is decent, but I don't know if I would ever want to replace this with turkey. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't eat that like throughout the year. You know, you're never going to get a harvest loaf just for, for a fun dinner or whatever. It has to have that combo of the mashed potatoes and the gravy, the mushroom gravy, or else it's just too dry which i think can happen with turkey as well sometimes I'm not sure but yeah it's, it's all right we need lab grown turkey asap mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i'd be i'd be into that i could do some lab grown <laughs> probably give us all cancer in 50 years but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'd certainly what? i'll try anything once 
what isn't going mm-hmm. to this cancer in 50 years? That's true. It's true. I just keep waiting for them to tell me that LaCroix is actually horrible for you. And I'm going to just micro- cry. We all got microplastics in our blood. We're fine. Yeah. We have more and more of it. Where It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, King6969, for your question, sir. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. We've been chatting a little bit more often in the party chat, so I'll ask you next time you're in there. And uh, thank you, sir. Okay, second question comes to us from Maximum Carnage. There's only two of us here, but he says, Greetings, Michael, Franklin, and Trevor. You can pick whoever you want to be. There's, these are, of course, GTA Five protagonists. Uh, just want to get a gut check for next year. 2023 is still clouded in mystery, especially with the silence coming from Sony. Is silence speaking louder than words in this case? When this time next year rolls around, will 2023 have topped 2022 in terms of first to third party releases for PlayStation? Have it coming up before air or coming up for air before going back down to tie the other shoelace kind of day. Thanks for that defining Duke reference there, sir, and the GTA 5 one. Uh, Slugger, what do you think about 2023? I can't really wrap my brain around it because the things that I'm excited about are are pretty much, they're kind of third-party stuff, right? We got like RE4 Remake coming out in March. I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm pretty darn curious to see what Assassin's Creed Mirage ends up being in the spring. And then we've got Silent Hill 2, remake which i believe is a ps5 exclusive exclusive but it's not or at least timed exclusive but it's not a first party game by any means so in terms of first party output for next year you got you gotta guess factions right is gonna Mm -hmm. be coming but what else like what what do you think about what's coming up i mean what what else do we know about was spider-man 2 was that confirmed for 2023 yeah, I don't know if it was confirmed, but it was highly speculated that it would be next year. Yeah. I think that would make sense. That yeah, would be, If I, it did next fall, that's a three-year gap between Miles and between that. Although they did put Ratchet out as well, so they had a couple games out in the beginning of PS5. Yeah, so Push Square, I'm looking at this Push Square article on 2020, or like what every Sony studio is up to right now. Okay. And they're saying Spider-Man 2 scheduled for release in 2023. I feel like that's all we really know about. Because I would say Last of Us Factions. I, I imagine that's coming next year, but all they've really told us about that is, hey, uh, we'll give you guys some news uh, early 2023. And I think that's about it. Yeah. But they may come out and say, hey, this is a 2024 game. Yeah. There's a history of showing I'm... that stuff at the Game Awards for Last of Us content. So I'm kind of curious if, when is that streaming? Dece- uh, December 8th is the Game Awards. So next week. We might have an announcement for factions there. That's kind of what I'm guessing if I was a betting man. I know there's been rumors. God, it felt like all year there was rumors that Sony was going to have a big exclusive like showcase or a big like first party showcase. And that still hasn't like that still hasn't happened. So, yeah, um, I know there is speculation. I forget there was something major that happened in the news. But there was some speculation that when there was that week, we got the RE4 remake trailer, the oh, yeah. Final Fantasy 16 trailer. There was all these like huge trailer drops. Um, there was some speculation that those were supposed to be in a Sony show that got like canceled or pushed back due to some like something that was happening in the news. So they wanted to. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. That's right. It was the uh, Microsoft Activision. <laughs> Stuff was still ongoing. 
I mean, it still is ongoing, but I think that was... It's funny you mentioned that because Maximum wrote in with that exact same question at one point where he was saying, "Is did those announcements and trailers come out like that because they were trying to be a little quieter given what's still happening with litigation in the, the Activision deal with Xbox? So that's right. en- that's entirely possible. I, I do think... Yeah, like we don't know. We don't know much. It's just we, it's Spider-Man. We really don't. It's hard. It's hard to speculate. Like, surely we're gonna get a handful of first-party studio games. I would think. Yeah, and like, well, and we've got we got Forspoken. I keep forgetting about that. So you you got Forspoken, which is PS5 console exclusive. You'll have Silent Hill 2 remake, Final Fantasy 16. So these are all like third-party big games next year for for PlayStation. And then if you got those three with, like, let's say, Spider-Man 2, there's going to be something else. There has to be another first-party output in a calendar year. They wouldn't just go a year with, like, only one big release. So I, that's why I'm thinking it might be, like, factions in the spring. And then you got all this stuff going for third-party. And then in the fall, like, maybe September, October time, you get Spider-Man. Yeah. But. but I don't know. It's, it's kind of exciting not knowing. It it's is. like there's stuff out there's obviously stuff out there they're keeping close to their chest and a lot of the stuff we know about are either remakes or sequels i'm kind of hoping we get some new ip coming out of some of these first party studios mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i think i like i love the speculation if any of you listening right now <laughs> you see me in the discord i love rumors. i love yeah <laughs> I throw my tinfoil hat on every other day in the friggin' Discord with rumors and news flying, and like 99% of it's always false or not true, but it's still fun. So. Yeah, it's it's super fun. I mean, there is also you bring up or I brought a, or I brought up Blue Box. I mean, there's there's like percolating things with Kojima, right? And then and an announcement again at the Game Awards. Like, is it Death Stranding two? Is it he had another game that was rumored really recently that I think I started with an A. I can't remember what it's called now. But it was like a horror game, a psychological horror game that he, he might be making. Is that his thing with Xbox even? Is that something else different entirely? We don't really know. But like Kojima could could play into this, you know, for next year's announcements. Um, yeah, I think when you compare, I mean, 2022, right? It's it's a good year for Sony. If you look at Horizon, you look at Gran Turismo, you look at God of War. And I'm I'm probably missing something in there, so I apologize. But even just those three alone, right? That's a it's a really strong year. Or Sony. So am I more excited for next year? I think so, though, because really this year it was God of War and Elden Ring that were the two titles. Oh, sorry. Last of Us Part 1 is what I missed as well. Um, it was really God of War and, and Elden Ring that I was really looking forward to. And I think next year, like RE4, Silent Hill 2, FF16, potentially, like th- there's some good shit coming out. So I- I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I guess to answer the question, if do we think 2023 will top 2022? I would say based off the things we know about, um, I have a lot more excitement about them. Yeah. Like all those games you listed, I think are going to be great. I'm probably most excited for Spider-Man two, if that comes out in 2023 and then quickly follow that up with final fantasy 16. Like, I think that game is looking awesome. It's going to be rated M. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah. So FF 16 is going to be, uh, it's rated M, I believe, for what does it say? Uh, racism, prejudice, hate crimes, 
drug use. Ooh, I did see that. Yeah. Like slavery too, or something. Prostitution. Prostitution. Yeah. So give, give me all the adult <laughs> games. Yeah. I, I mean, it. not that that like inherently makes me go like, oh, I'm going to play that game now because there's prostitution in it or something like that. But it just, you know, Final Fantasy does sometimes have like an air of it's, it's almost like a young adult, kind of like a novella yeah. sort of feel. Which is part of the charm, I get that, but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking towards something a little, little more adult. So, yeah, we'll see. Maximum, let us know what you think for uh, 2023. You've always got, you know, rumors and speculation in mind. You've also mentioned, or Maximum had also mentioned, you know, is GTA 6 coming next year potentially? Is the new Bioshock coming next year potentially? Like, there's all kinds of things that supposedly been being worked on for some time that we, we don't know anything about. So, could be coming. We shall see. Thank you, uh, Maximum, for the question. Much appreciated, hey, sir. Um, I know you just closed that section out, but something no, we ahead. didn't even take into account whatsoever if we're talking first-party games is all the PSVR 2 stuff. Ah, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Because um, that, I mean, that should release next year. You have Horizon. Call the Mountain. What is that? Call yep. the Mountain. Did they put the release date up for this? February 2nd. Okay. I'm starting to... I'm starting to think what's going to happen here is... The winter, early spring is going to be PSVR 2. Then you're going to get Factions. Then you're going to get Spider-Man 2. And that's going to be your year next year. And then 2024 is going to be all these like service games we've heard nothing about that are going to start coming out. Yeah. Hmm. Good, good call. I did completely forget about PSVR 2 because I have no interest in it. <laughs> but that's me personally. I'm sure, sure it's going to be good. All right, let's get into what we have been playing. Now, we've got a decent amount of overlap here with a couple titles. So let's maybe talk about the non-overlap first. Do you want to maybe start off with telling us a little bit about, you know, your experience uh, with Disney and with Neo? How are those going? Or how did they go? I'll hit Disney first because that one's going to be really fast. So Yeah. I as a parent, uh, I got two little kids. Uh, I try and squeeze in as much gaming time as I possibly can. Right. Uh, a lot of the games I like to play, uh, shooters, action RPGs, um, you know, they're more adult themes. You got God of War, where you're <laughs> ripping, like, creatures' heads off, or Neo, where you're, same thing, just, like, impaling dudes with a spear. Um, those aren't very kid-friendly, so... I ended up picking up Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is a Animal Crossing ripoff uh, with like a nice Disney spin. It's a uh, gameplay wise, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it kind of hits all the things that I wanted out of Animal Crossing um, that just kind of weren't there. Mm -hmm. And so, like for example, uh, they have like this whole quest system. So. You'll go around, fix up this uh, like kingdom area, and as you fix it up, like more and more character characters are visiting, and you'll have like Mickey run up to you, and he'll be like, "Hey, I need you to go catch me three fish." And it's like, cool. <laughs> "Cool, Mickey, like let's go catch some fish." Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and then he takes those fish and he teaches you like how to cook something, and uh, there's just a, a nice little like quest and progression system there with really all the same gameplay elements as uh like animal crossing and you like when you uh bring new characters in you get to like go to the world so like last night i was playing with my daughter 
Mm. And we ended up in like Moana's world. So you're like on this island doing these like uh, little short missions for like Moana and Maui and collecting supplies, like repair their boat and bring it back to the to the kingdom. So yeah, it's cool. Um, it sounds great. I mean, I've I really wish that Nintendo would just stop making hardware and we could get Nintendo games on on PlayStation. But uh, in lieu of that, yeah, this seems like a pretty good alternative to Animal Crossing. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging it just from a base gameplay perspective. The trophy list, I I will not recommend this at all if you're going to play it just for trophies. Okay. Um, I think Skrillis has brought, mentioned multiple times in the Discord. He had like 30 to 40 hours in the game before he popped one trophy. Um, so it's it's an extremely grindy list. Uh, yeah. For example, one of the trophies is like catch 1800 fish 1800 1800 yeah and there's a lot of ones like that where it's like do thousands of this thing do thousands of that thing uh here we go cook 900 meals collect 1,800,000 star coins i've maybe collected like 10,000 over the course of (laughs) um, over the course of like four three to four hours of play so that's gonna be a very very long trophy list yeah it seems like um, it's extremes right it's it does that thing where it gives you a trophy the first time you do something or maybe the first 10 of something you do and then it gives you another one only at the very end when you've done like a shit ton of it so right yeah oh man so but that's it, all i'll say on that yes yeah. it's, it's it's a good game a lot of fun um, is it free to play right now or no is it no it's so I paid, I think it was 20 bucks. I got it on sale. It's like the founder edition, but it's supposed to be free to play in the spring sometime. I don't know if they released a date. Okay, yeah. So it's still, it was like, still $30 right now on the store. But it does have an expansion coming in, soon, I think, for Toy Story. So. Yep. That's exciting. And then outside of God of War, um, which I'll wait because we've both been playing that, I just finished up Neo and... I freaking love that game. I was totally um, intimidated looking at the trophy list kind of thing, hearing other people talk about the difficulty. A lot of people saying it's harder than Souls games. Um, <laughs> and not only is the trophy list kind of overwhelming and, and intimidating, but like you go in and you clear your first area and you have like hundreds of pieces of gear. So it's essentially dark, a Dark Souls game. Uh, with a little bit faster pacing uh, action and then um, or like combat but it has like a gear system that's similar to Borderlands or Diablo where gear is just dropping left and right each piece has its own different stats and you're sitting there trying to like min max uh, stats and builds and gear and it it gets overwhelming very quickly but Mm -hmm. kind of after a while after a couple hours, you kind of learn like, oh, 90% of what's dropping right now is trash and I can just sell it or disassemble it and use it to upgrade like the gear I have that I actually like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I thought it was a great game. Now that was um, a, that's part of your difficulty challenge, correct? So you are also doing the one through two, one through 10, excuse me, difficulty challenge. Are you still going to try to continue that or do you want to put, you put that on pause for God of War? What are you, what are you thinking? It's on pause right now for God of War and to get to Platinum 300. The initial, the initial like thoughts of doing that challenge was to have 300 be my 10 out of 10 game. 
but then God of War came out and I'm like, shit, I really just want to play through God of War so I don't get spoiled. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, difficulty challenge is on the back burner. Uh, Neo I had as number seven. Okay, um, that's right. Kind of cheated a little bit there because some guides say five, some guides say six, and I found uh, another guide that said seven. After it, <laughs> another guide. It's it's your trophy yeah. guide. You made it. <laughs> I, I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. very reputable um, source. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take that one. It's great. I use it as a seven, and it is challenging. It's it's very very hard, but once you kind of like get your build rolling after a few uh few levels i guess you really start to kind of like get the hang of things and pull off some good combos and you're surviving longer and longer um you kind of helps me a little bit um because there's magic in the game and you really want to like use and abuse the magic like i had this item that slowed down bosses um pretty much put bosses in slow motion, which allows you to just go behind them and just wreck them for like 20 seconds while they're moving in slow motion. Yeah, it's like yeah, that you, like, summon combo. It's like the, the boss is dead. <laughs> like there's, there's nothing going on. So yeah, I would say if you are, if you like looter games or Souls games or hopefully both, I would say that game is like right up your alley. It's, it's Where do you time. put it compared to other Souls experiences? Like difficulty wise, enjoyment wise, I'd say just enjoy enjoyment wise, because it, it's different, right? And obviously the trophy list for both styles or for Souls games can be kind of confusing. So that that's kind of par for the course with Neo as well. But just kind of curious, because for me, it I loved some things. I loved the world. I liked the the different like style that it took. It was a bit more campy. The combat, the stances was cool, and having the key pulse was cool. But beyond that, it felt like too much. You're going to hear me say that again when we talk about God of War. It just felt like too much of the loot. Stop it. <laughs> but, I, but I understand that that's sort of like part of the appeal. So you might, you might have really enjoyed that part. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? Uh, I, I think I would agree. I like the level design. The boss design is really freaking good. Like yeah. some of those bosses, like, typical like souls cut scene where you see the back of the boss's head and they turn around slowly uh some of those i'm like oh man i can't wait to fight this thing like this is Mm -hmm. one cool looking boss so all that's cool i do think like the souls uh overall experience uh what's the right term the like atmosphere in souls games i i think that's more engaging i think Mm -hmm. neo feels more like a video game where Souls games feels more like an experience, I guess. Like sure. you really get sucked into like the Souls atmosphere when yeah. you're like crawling around castles and stuff. Where this is like, I don't know. I was more focused on just like, I don't know, staying alive, doing the yeah, going enemy to enemy, fighting the combat, them. the action, the action. Hey, the action. Hey, Eli. Well, hello, hey, sir. Hey, wild Narshire 13 appeared. Wow, look at that. What did I say, folks, at the top? I said he might make an appearance, and here he is. The man himself. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> we were just, just chatting about what we've been playing. We were talking about Neo, you know, know comparing that. it to Souls. So I, don't know, I didn't know when you hopped in, so I just had I've to... I've been listening for a while. Have you been in here for a <laughs> No. I, I finished up whatever the last game you are talking about when he started Neo. 
Okay, gotcha. It's too quick of a transition for me to butt in. I tried, oh. and I was like, yeah, I'm just... Oh, apologies, sir. They're fucking switching up quick, dude. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> nope, nope. Apologies needed. Well, good. Ha- happy to have you here. Happy to have you here. Um, yeah, okay, guess... so go ahead. This, I'll close out Neo really fast, and then I'll let Eli roll ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess to finish that thought, the story was overwhelming. And so I would agree with you on everything you said. The story is overwhelming. The UI is overwhelming and clunky. The gear is overwhelming. So there is a bit of a learning curve there. I think it's worth kind of pushing past. Uh, I think underneath all the negative stuff, there's a really solid Souls game there. Probably the yeah. best Souls clone there is. Hmm. Um, so it's overwhelmingly positive then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Overwhelmingly <laughs> mid. There's a lot of good. Overwhelmingly of mid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious to check out Neo too because everything I've read said like everything that was kind of bad about Neo One they improved on in every way. So I'm excited to check that out next okay. year. Yeah, that I had heard that they added even more, which like turned me off even more. They're like, oh, now you can steal enemy attacks and essences, and you can collect all the enemies' different moves and use them in your. Con-. And I'm like, what a fucking, what? It's too much. But Pokemon, it's like Pokemon. But yeah, if you check it out, let me know. I think it's on the Plus Collection, or it's available through through one of the tiers at least. I'm not sure if it's premium. I I just recently downgraded to the essential tier, not to uh or wait essential middle one whatever it is mid mid i just mid. i just i just upgraded to mid, mid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's I, all of them that that is it's true <laughs> it's true okay cool well so since eli you're here now we, we should maybe uh i wanted to touch like really briefly on master chief collection but i'll save that for maybe a, a different time uh because we are under a little bit of, of a time constraint today as well so I'm curious, let's start off with, with God of War, right? We've all been playing varying degrees of God of War. Maybe we just go around and say how many hours you've got into it and, uh, you know, what the last thing, like, without spoiling, you know, like how far into it do you think you are? So I'll, I'll start. I just, I think I just beat the main sequence, the main game. I rolled credits, as some people love and hate to hear. Uh, 38 hours in for me to roll credits. So I think knots when he initially was telling us like 43 hours for his playthrough for the platinum i think that might be pretty close to what it ends up for me but eli where are you at with with ragnarok um, I know you haven't had a ton see of that's time. the um that's the thing i don't know uh exactly how we're going about this but i've only got like five hours in it okay i haven't had a lot of time that mm-hmm. was kind of the whole uh mix up today yeah i was explaining i think the last episode that baby mama was moving shit kind of got complicated so uh i haven't had a ton of time to play so i've only got a couple hours into it but slugger what kind of progress have you made what's your uh time sitting at mm-hmm. i think um after last night probably around nine or ten hours okay I'm trying to think of what to say without spoiling it Nope. Did, did both farther you, than me. Did both uh, of yeah, me. yeah, I'm farther than you. So, <laughs> but Eli, you've you got the guy. You you you've helped someone escape. Right. Okay. So, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. But you've at least experienced, you know, oh, a few no, hours I did of the combat. Other thing and, too. 
Oh yeah, the, the other thing, thing was the other thing. The thing with the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you have to be so cryptic one. with this thing. Yeah. Well, that's okay. what I was thinking. Depending on, uh, I know. Well, Slugger probably doesn't want to like spoiled, but I don't have as much experience with it as you guys. So if you guys want to spoil away like you did the last episode, oh, I can just back out again. Well, I, I'm I'm more kind of curious just to hear. So, in your time that you've played, like, have you now taken that same stance with the trophies, where you're still not looking at the hidden ones and stuff like that, or have you looked at the full list right. now? Okay, nope. so you haven't. All right. What, do I look like a hypocrite? No, no, no. I mean, Come I'm, on, this. Sometimes once you actually stick to my guns, bro. Right. <laughs> but sometimes once you actually get into it, you know, you'll kind of. I would, not, I would change dude. my mind. But well, let's let's talk about some generalities then, and maybe if you want to step away for a little more specific we can do that but uh, let's let's go around again and maybe just say combat wise what you what you think of the game so far right we don't have quite as much experience and also what you're what what you're using primarily like what's what how are you approaching the combat eli what have you been doing uh i've been using the attacks in the combat mm. primarily okay so you use take that. out enemies <laughs> you haven't upgraded too much stuff yeah <laughs> no okay no i kind of like i do one thing i like about the upgrade thing is there's different materials for each thing so you don't feel like you're blowing some material on something like you else you could upgrade that's true except the experience the experience kind of blows because it's like either the is it the runic attacks or your like actual skills both share experience they do correct spoiler there's runic runic attacks again <clears throat> but the uh so there that that's the only one that that kind of is split that i didn't that's like i don't like having to not get everything you know so it's kind of like less stressful because each like weapon or armor have different upgrade materials so that's true i like that i like that yeah um but i also again don't really need that in a god of war game um yeah, I was trying to. I don't know how. There's two weapons. I was trying to use one of them mm-hmm. uh, for like more of a a um, like a strength build, yes. and the other one more as a defense build. And it doesn't work that way. It just <laughs> they don't really let you do that. Yeah, they're kind of all strength and defense builds. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, yeah. Well, it's the one that does the the all the whacking. Mm-hmm slicing and dicing and i was like i'll just like spec everything like more strength and then you know that's just kind of like i'm spinning and winning but it's not really the case mm-hmm. you can't really i've you need a lot of defense in the game you do that is true yeah that's so. true the the it always it still feels like I there like I think we were talking about it last night in party chat slugger where there's there's moments where I think I'm really good at the combat and I'm like yeah I fucking nailed this shit and then like the very next encounter I almost die to like a couple kind of basic enemies and mm-hmm. I'm like wait maybe I maybe I suck at this <laughs> I just it doesn't feel like really consistent to me I haven't quite figured out even now having beaten the game I haven't figured out how the combat like, what is the ideal way for me to be doing this? Um, a lot of games, it's it's kind of easier to figure out, right? Halo, for example, you know, you use the green gun, you use the noob combo. You can take out the shields and one-shot one headshot, right? There's there's not, like, a thing like that 
in this game where it's just like, oh yeah, it's this enemy, so you you just do this, and it's like it's cakewalk. Um, mm-hmm. They all seem to be sufficiently not spongy because nothing feels like overly spongy in that way, but th- none of them oh. also die in like two hits. You know, it's, that's gonna never going to happen. I'm no? going to start with the sponge, dude. What sponge? Absolutely you- ridiculous, dude. I think it's crazy. You think it's too much? Yeah. Hmm. I they, do. These so, things take a, they take a lot of chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so though I don't want to spoil too much, Slugger. I know you're past it, but in any good God of War game, there's a there's a scene where Kratos does some, uh, you know, chopping of heads, right? right. Just some badassery, right? And so there's a certain cutscene where Kratos chops off a giant creature's head in like four chops mm-hmm. and you're telling me these little dinky enemies on the ground are gonna take 12 of my hits are you fucking <laughs> kidding me dude <laughs> they should all be one shot <laughs> if that's the case you know yeah that really that when i saw that cutscene, i was i was like are you fucking kidding me right now this is you're, insane you're livid like yeah that got me really livid mm-hmm mm-hmm there is there isn't there is an element of that for sure where i think design wise like if you go play god of war 3 remastered which is fantastic game and a really good trophy hunt like it's the waves of enemies you fight there are certain enemies that are just meant to kind of be the fodder right they're kind of like they're meant to be quick kills you're throwing them around you're juggling them up you're using them to hit other enemies stuff like that those encounters i don't think it's spoilery to to say like those kind of things don't exist in god of war ragnarok they don't exist really even in god of war 2018 and I right. never felt like it it ever got close to that point. Every encounter all the way through my 38 hours so far, it's kind of subdued, which is like, mm-hmm. maybe that's cool. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's like you do like 10 to 15 minutes of walking and talking, and you mm-hmm. do like 10 to 15 minutes of Zelda, and then you get to a combat encounter, and it's like three guys. And then it's like, all right, cool, kill them. And then it's like, cool, let's do another five minutes of walk and talk. You know, It's like you don't get those those kind of wave-based arena combat moments. At least right. it, that's what it doesn't feel like to me. Uh, but I'm yeah. curious, Slugger, what do you think? Like, what do you think of the combat generally? And, uh, you know, how have you been approaching fighting people? What's, what's like, your strategy, you know? I would agree with what you said, uh, where half the time I'm like, oh, man, I'm a freaking badass. I'm just destroying these guys. And the other half of the time I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like I'm just button mashing. And... <laughs> I can't tell if I'm doing good at this or not. Man, if... Hmm. I'm mainly... I don't think I'm really maining a weapon. I start off really only using the axe. Yeah. I think that's because I felt comfortable with it, but I'm finding uses for both uh, weapons, depending on the enemy type. Like, there's certain little enemies that like to skitter around the battlefield and kind of, like, just mess with you, and they can be really annoying. Yeah. And um, you're slice and dicey weapon that kind of has the large aoe attacks is really good for those guys yeah. i kind of prefer the axe if i'm doing one-on-one combat mm-hmm. um i think so last night i got really frustrated because i unlocked a cool couple new like abilities and i was like or they're like kind of like stuff you mix in your combos not abilities but okay yeah more more tools in the toolbox for my combos and I was like trying to test them out on enemies and I'm like, maybe it's just these specific type of enemies at this point in the game I'm fighting, but like all these things I'm fighting are way too fast to like pull off any of these cool, like 
attacks on like what's the point of having these cool attacks if if the enemy can just either ignore that an axe is hitting them or if you know they just fly away yep um so that gets kind of frustrating because it's like i know i have all these cool tools and things i can use but i mainly just stick with a mix of smashing r1 and l1 (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) r1 and r2 yeah or Um, l1 because the timing Let's talk about the the, the parry timing. Thing. How does how do you, does that feel to you guys? Because sometimes I'm like nailing it again. Like usually one on one sort of encounters, I feel like I can do the parrying pretty well. When it gets to sort of a three four enemies on the screen and there's different color rings flashing all over the place and stuff, so, it's like whoa. You know, I don't I don't feel like I I I don't feel like I get it. And quickly before you res- someone responds, I would just say too like the. If you miss the first parry or like you parry it too late, it'll it'll still like block it, but you know how Kratos gets like kind of stunned for a second and goes like slow-mo. There is not enough time to dodge or to re-block a second attack. So if you mess up mm-hmm. the first one, you're always going to get hit by the second and the third thing. Yeah. Which which is really annoying. Because it's like, well, I blocked it. So I'd rather you just let me get hit by the first one than say I messed up the block and let me move rather than trap me in this animation. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I definitely end up just dodge rolling way more. Like if if there's more than like two enemies on the screen, I'm just constantly rolling and rolling and rolling. Um, yeah, all right. That dodge sucks. Major balls, by the way. Which one? The the one? The, there's two. The so dodge there's the, roll. There's a tap, and then there's the the double tap, which is like a roll. So the roll. Any of them? They all suck. They all suck, dude. <laughs> Oh, behind you. And then you roll and he goes like the opposite way you're looking. And it's like, well, okay, cool. I moved like two feet and I got hit anyways. For sick. And now I'm stunned. So I'm getting hit by the second attack. Like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And this one's a red attack. So you can't block it anyway. So yeah. you just, nope. you get gotta, fucked. yeah. I mean, get <laughs> Eli, you're, you're down on this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets, it gets better. I the, won in the out of war. I want fuck God of War. I want a guy who can chop off a big giant head of a creature. That's what I want. Yeah. You lost your con- you lost your controller skills over the year. That too. I mean, this is an inferior way to game, <laughs> so that's probably the issue. <laughs> what you really what you really want is not the God of War, but a keyboard and mouse. I should go 2018 on the on, on the PC, PC dude. Let's try that out. Yeah. yeah it, so. I think that like you're no, I know you're joking you're like I want God of War but I think you're you're also kind of pointing out something which is really key which is that th- this game I think is great. God of War 2018 is great. They're mm-hmm. they're very not traditional in terms of like what I think of now that I've played the older God of Wars. Honestly, to me, they feel like Zelda. That is what that is what vibe I'm getting from these games. Not so much mm. in like there's a princess to rescue necessarily, but like the flow of the game of like open space, lots of puzzles, lots of treasure, items. Go back. Go back. Go do an- go to another area. Like the- like retreading old ground with new equipment to to unlock a different puzzle. Right. Like the the yeah. lock on targeting style. Like every yeah. it feels like a Zelda game to me, and that's not bad, but it's it's not God of War. You right. know. Yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> I still appreciate it. I st- like you said, I still think it's a really great game. Yeah. And like they did do this reboot, so fair enough. That's your time to change it up. If you're ever going to change it up, how many beat 'em ups can you, you know, can you sell? Mm-hmm. That's what I'd prefer. But yeah, 
Well, maybe I'll... that'll that'll be the next one. Who knows? I you will know let what? you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You bring up the Zelda thing, and I immediately thought of Darksiders, and then I started thinking about it. Like these new God of War remakes are literally just a Darksiders ripoff. That's what they feel like, like right? Like Darksiders one specifically has Ooh. the exact same like combat style, the exact same pacing. Like talk to someone, run around for a little bit, solve a puzzle, get in a fight for four or five minutes. All right, cool. Continue the exploring and puzzle solving. Not mm-hmm. that that's a bad thing. I think the first Dark Siders is great, but yeah, again, it's not bad. It's just it, that's what it is. That's what it reminds me of. And th- and I haven't even played ocarina of time more than like two or three hours but even for me it's like this reminds me of ocarina of time dude or like this reminds me of wind waker or something something just different i don't I don't know how to exactly like describe it but it feels like a lot less a lot less focused on the badassery of kratos correct which is true i mean he's an old he's a fucking old man yeah yeah with the kid so fair enough but yeah, there's still cool set pieces. Yeah. There's really great moments coming for you guys in in your playtime. Uh, so you know, this isn't really a spoiler, but just make sure you check out one of the places you can go. It'll give you a side quest there. I'm not. I'm trying not to I'm trying to be vague, but also very like descriptive. The places you can. It's one of the. It's one of the one of the realms. <laughs> one of the realms. Okay, and you might be like, I don't want to go there. Like I went there in 2018, and it was bunk. But when you go there in Ragnarok, uh, there is a training ground as just like a little side area there where you can spawn enemies and practice combos on them. So if you want to like be like, oh, let me try out this shit that I'm like leveling up or whatever, you can go do that. I didn't find it until last night. So <laughs> I didn't know about it the whole game. But you guys talking about how like, oh, I didn't really get to use these skills I leveled up because the enemies are too weird. Like if you want to practice stuff, you can do that there. And then the last thing I would say about the combat is I'm using barehanded. So I found this armor set because all the armor sets have to do different shit, which is, again, there's just too much. There's too many armor sets, dude. It's like, mm. all, all, like you probably five hours in, Eli, I feel like there's too much gear already. I, I was like, bro, by the end of the thing. doesn't even need armor, dude. No, he doesn't wear armor. There's no need yeah. for the armor. Like, or if you're going to do it, give me like only two or three things and have them be like really, really like impactful, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love how the, the beginning of the game too is like, where'd all your, uh, I used, I used it up. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you doing, dude? I had like max level gear. Now I'm back to level one, and yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm doing barehanded because this this armor I found stacks poison, a status effect on enemies when I'm barehanding them, and it also makes you do increased damage to enemies that are poisoned. So usually the way I start off combat is, buddy shoots a couple things, I throw my axe so I don't have it with me anymore, and then I just run in and start smacking the shit out of them with my bare hands. And because of how fast that builds up the stun meter, and because they're poisoned, like I can just do the R three attack really fast, and then I just like one shot the enemy, you know. So that and that's like, kind of how I've been doing it for even for bosses, because that armor, the poison, it lowers the enemy level. It will drop their health bar from like yellow to green, or from purple to oh, yellow. The armor. Yeah, and so then it works on bosses, and it works on arm- many bosses. So the armor inflicts the poison. Correct. Or your fist do. Uh, so that just sounds do. like the my stupidest. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible lore. <laughs> that's like the worst <laughs> status effect you could put on the fists. <laughs> the poison fist. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> so Kratos is poisoned. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I couldn't tell you, but I, I will give tell him you any like claim something. 
Give him a flame status for his fit. Poison? It's poison badass, fist. Though. It's badass. Classic poison fist, dude. Try it I out. Love it. Try it out when you get to it, because I think you got it's yeah. one of those armors that you get through a side quest. So you'll if you choose to go for it, it's unmissable, right? So yeah. So tr try that out. But um, mm -hmm. what? Uh, so I'm sitting at sixty-two percent. Let me double check in the trophies. Uh, curious just to get we get a read where you guys are at, and then really quickly before I have to to kind of wrap up, I just want to touch on the pacing. So Eli, where are you at with your trophies? What percentage are you at for? A juicy five, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And uh, Slugger, where are you at? Uh, five trophies, eight percent. Eight percent. So see, four the, trophies, five percent. The, the difference in your percentage is not that much, but Slugger is maybe at double the playtime, which mm -hmm. I which gets to my point that there are big stretches in this game, five to seven hours, multiple times where you are not earning any trophy progress at all. So it's a really weird like progression in the list where like everything's going to happen at the end in cleanup like post 37 38 hours post 35 hours. Uh, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that but just what do you, what do you guys think of the of the pacing so far? Well, that's coming from the Raven King. Raven so. King. I kill I got them all, yeah. dude. I got all the ravens. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't so bad, was it? Wasn't so bad. There's a really yeah. nice sound cue. The sound design in Ragnarok for the for the Ravens really good. You, they'll uh, 2018 has a sound cue for them as well. No, that one sucks. Don't don't listen to the, the... <laughs> it's like it's the same one, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, pa uh, pacing slugger. What do you think of the trophy pacing in your experience? I mean, the trophy pacing is. I don't. I mean, you're at the end of the game now. You'd be able to say, but it looks like a lot of the stuff is just gonna pop at the end like yeah there's a ton at the end but yeah there's definitely a lot of things i'm doing we're like oh there's a trophy and then nothing happens mm -hmm. and then oh there's a trophy and nothing happens like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm thrown off all the time because i'm doing things that like typically would feel like a trophy should unlock here and they never do so it it's definitely weird but i'm not too worried about it like if you go back to the whole first topic of the day thing like mm -hmm. this is a list where as long as you beat the game and do a little bit of cleanup, like they'll all happen eventually. But yeah, the pacing's definitely it's strange. For sure. For sure. My completion percentage uh doesn't like it. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take some time. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. any game to be done in though, it's fine with God of War. I mean mm -hmm. we're here for the God of War experience. So who cares when the trophies pop, you know? Yeah, you're gonna play yeah. the game. You're, I'm seeing 100%. it through. It didn't. It didn't really bother me. It was just. It was just something I noticed. Whereas, like, I would play like three times that week, and not my list percentage wouldn't change like at all. You know, it's like, huh, okay. But it's huge. There's so many side quests, so many areas that I cannot wait to spoil in some months' time when we get to that point. Uh, like five years. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's just a. Uh, or in the Discord, in the thread. We do have a spoiler thread in the Discord, so it can put some stuff there, I suppose. But Yeah, spoiler cast. Yeah, you do a spoiler cast. There you go. Spoiler cast. No. <laughs> Eli wants to do a spoiler cast on his personal YouTube channel. That's what he said. Different. You do a spoiler cast, you can at least talk about the game without going like, oh, the thing and the thing. And yeah. oh, when you go to one of the places in the game, yeah. there's things there. I, I, <laughs> you guys should do it. You guys should do your uh, little... Yeah, we might do it on the, my, my personal YouTube Party channel. Party chat thing. trio. Yeah, yeah, that might be that'd yeah, be yeah. fun. That'd be a fun time. 
but yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more of your guys' thoughts as you get into it. And overall, great game. Like, I know we're talking about, we're critiquing, and I'm pointing out some things that I don't like, but overall, I think it's a really great game. I, I mm-hmm. think maybe the story in the first game is better, but I think it's a Ooh, great game. Ouch. Yeah. We'll see what you think. We'll see what you think. Okay, so I am, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, under a bit of a time constraint. So I need to be trying to wrap stuff up here pretty quick. Uh, but real fast before I go, Arcade Geddon. This shit is still glitched, okay? Tracking on it for 100 adventures played is the main problem. I've looked at all the various solutions. I can't seem to find something on recent forum posts or threads that really says what works for people and what doesn't. But I'm going to continue to play that game and try to get the trophy for 51 collectibles. I'm at 70% of that right now, which is 37, I think. I did the math right on that. So almost there. And that'll be a gold trophy. That'll get me a big boost in completion percentage. And then I'm going to drop it like it's hot. And I'm going to move on. The plan for post-God of War Ragnarok is Star Ocean Divine Force. So looking forward to grinding that sucker out. I got one joke for you guys before we head out. Let's go. Let's get it. All right. Why is a trans man a vegetarian? Mm. Calling this one's for you. Damn it. <laughs> you saying oh, a trans man? I don't know. It's up to you to decide. Um, don't know. But yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You got anything? Slugger, you scared to comment? Uh, <laughs> no. I have no idea. Uh, there are her before. Ah, <laughs> I heard before. And that's good. <laughs> nice. And we're canceled. Yeah, and just like that, we're demonetized. Uh, just like an hour that. twenty-eight minutes, and it's been demonetized. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that one though. That's good. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Very good. Okay, guys. Well, thank you very much, Eli. Apologies, you were going through some stuff today, and the timing mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't quite perfect. But before we go, where can people uh, get in touch with you? Where can people find you at? Bernardshire131D, anywhere you want me to be. Wow. Got his hands in the cookie jar once again. That's right. Fantastic. And Slugger, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for joining and for your guest appearance. I think we had some good conversation. Hopefully the listeners, you guys enjoyed that as well. Got to hear a bit about Slugger's trophy history, all that stuff. So where can people get in touch with you if they'd like to, uh, to learn more about you and the games you play? The PlayStation Network. Discord. Um, you can find me at slugger underscore V I I, which is Roman numeral for seven. So slugger underscore Roman numeral seven. Um, shoot me a friend request. I'm in party chat all the time. Hit me up on Discord. Uh, I would love to pass out my Instagram, but that's a personal Instagram. So I'll keep that. Uh, <laughs> keep that for me and Eli. Only Eli has yeah. it right now. Is uh <laughs> is your Xbox like gamer tag the same? Is it Slugger underscore seven? I actually don't remember. No, uh, on Xbox you can actually find me at. I believe it's just Slugger seven. Okay. The actual it's number though, right? The actual number. I don't oh, know nice. how I got that, but there you go. Fantastic. And for me, you can find me at on PlayStation, Discord, and Xbox, and YouTube. CK present. Maybe we'll have a spoiler cast coming on the personal YouTube channel. Something to think about. But until next time, everybody. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed episode 73 of the show. We'll be back in a few weeks' time with episode 74 and some trophy list reviews. And until then, happy gaming and take care. Goodbye.